back, all you soggy sleepers, to the Indian Trail Boys podcast. This is the Art of Amateur Backpacking. I'm your host, Kessler Ball, here with my man, Kilimanjaro himself, a.k.a. the guy with the golden hair. It's Bryce Hoagland, everybody. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. I actually said something that was like partly true that am time. Am I like the Mount Kilimanjaro, or am, I, or am I like the man himself? I don't know. Is that a real? Is there a man? I don't know. It sounds like just, it sounds like there could be a man. It does sound like. I like how you call me the one with the golden hair. I like I said that that was like the first like true I enjoy thing. Enjoy that. It's the first true thing you've actually <laughs> I, ever I've actually said. said um, coming out, it's Saturday, it's six a.m. Saturday, six a.m. And here we are, we're here, folks. Coming, we're here, coming in your ears. Friday. But uh, yeah. So it's only been one day. You guys got that. Uh, it wasn't an extra episode. It was just. A this makeup episode, a makeup really. Episode from when we messed up on last Saturday. Yeah, because we don't want to short you guys out of the the ITB each week. You know what I'm saying? Got you, got you, got you. And we uh, had we had a lot of fun yesterday, uh, doing a quiz doing on a quiz? the bears, which we failed yeah, miserably. We, like we, we kinda, didn't. We kind of we kind of don't ask us how to defend ourselves from bears because we don't know. But today <laughs> Bryce has a new quiz for me that I'm going to be taking. Yeah, we're going to be testing Kessler Ball and seeing if he is an actual backpacker at heart. Yeah, and he hasn't he hasn't told me any of the questions, so I have no ah. clue what's coming my way. But before we get started, let's give a quick shout out to Camp Easy, hey, our, our boys, boys over at there. Camp Easy, go to check out their Facebook page. That's their website that they have up right now. The like link's going to be in the description. In, in the description, you know where we put everything. Tell them what they do, Bryce. I mean, you know, they they set up your tent, and they get your cots ready, and they pick you up from your house, and they bring you there. They do everything for you besides buy the tickets. And wipe your butt. And wipe your butt. I, you never know. But they, hey, maybe for an extra you pay price, them extra. Won't. You pay them extra, they might do I'm that. sure they won't. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they won't. I'm sure they won't. Anyways, these guys are really cool. Like always, I mean, you guys have heard a lot about them. But, you know, just to recap, they pick you up from your home or wherever your destination is. They take you to the event. They set everything up. They set your tents up, your cots up, your pillows, sleeping bags, chairs, grills. And they grab your anything. spot. So they you literally don't got to worry about nothing. Nice the only thing you spot. have to worry about is join your event, your outing, whatever you're there for and whatever you're using their services for. And for all for. of you older than like 21, if you get a little too, you know, a little, little tipsy out there, they'll drive you home. You're safe. They you're safe. Make you're good to everything go. safe and secure. And it's all one fee. It's all Almost one said pricey fee. fee again. It's all right. It's it, all right. it sounds it's right. right to say the P word before. It's one affordable. But it's night. It's affordable. Uh, next, good old, good old shout out to Aloha Now good old bracelets Aloha now. with a cause. That's their slogan. And do they have a great cause? For every dollar from each item that you purchase, it's going to go towards clean water. Now, see, they do this every month, so it's not like they just give to clean water every single month. It's yeah, like they come a up new with a yeah, new thing every month. month. Which is awesome. These guys do great work. They have really cool items on there. Honestly, I'm thinking about getting one of those like rope bracelets cuz I thought those would look really cool. Um, I really I really like like his like his black bead bracelets. I mean, for all I think, you like for all you like girls out there that are listening to us, they've got some really nice rings, necklaces, jewelry, all that stuff is cool. I mean, their bracelets are really like nice and pretty. But, I mean, they do great work, and everything is 10% off right now. they got a little promo code going on. You go to their website, and there's a little black bar at the bottom that says 10% off your purchase. And if you do go there and you do decide to buy anything, uh, there's a message us button. It's a Facebook messenger button already on there. Quick link. Tell them that the Indian Trail Boys sent you. Tell them that you're part of the Indian Trail Boy family. Let them know that we're sending you all their way. That's what they want to see. That's what we want to see. Because you want to know why? Because we need the publicity. Come on, guys. We need this. Come on. Get get with it. We, you guys should know this by now. Spread the word. Spread the word. But also <laughs> give them some love. And Show them sa- lots sa- of love. Save the planet's like water. Easy. Save the planet's water. Um. So, Kessler, now that we're getting back on topic with what we're going to be talking about, 
what are we going to be talking about? Well, today, Bryce, we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about the best places to hike in the United States and around the world. Oh, guess what? I got the United States. And I got around the world. Oh! Now, right. of course, we haven't traveled around the world, and we haven't traveled everywhere in the United States. We've just done a little bit of research, and we're seeing what other people are talking about, yeah. what professionals are saying about these hikes, and we're going to be bringing them to your ears. We don't go out and do all of the research physically, but we get on the interweb we backpack through the trails of the interweb the and bring interweb. you the knowledge right to your ears so you don't got to do it. And links in description will be for everything that we bring to you today so you can go and you can look at the websites that we've been Just in case you know to. you don't trust us yeah. or anything. Through ourselves. Um, and plus the best places, that's all That's all up to you really. Yeah, really. Like you is. determine what the best these place are to backpack most, is. Like, these are kind of like the prettiest places, honestly. Because the pictures that I've seen, they're really nice. Like yeah, really but they're nice. also like professional photographers yeah, at true. like the best times in the year. And yeah, like but all I that mean, stuff. still though, they, I mean, if they look that nice in a picture, think about how good they're going to look up close and personal. So, are we going to go from number one to the bottom, or are we going to go from? No- Frankly, mine doesn't we- do a ranking system. It just goes one to ten. It just goes ten places. Okay, ten places. Yeah. Um. Then bring it to them. Are but, we going to alternate, or are you doing all yours? And I'm doing all mine. Oh no! See, we're going to alternate. I'm going to go U.S., you're going to go World. I'm going to go U.S., and you're going to go World. All right. You're going to go World, and I'm going to do U.S., and we're just going to flip it up on you guys. You guys aren't going to know what's going to happen. I hope you guys are paying attention. You'll have no clue what we're talking about. All right, here we go. Let's Let's start. Let's bring it to them. (laughs) All right, the first place that I will be talking about is the Wonderland Trail in Mount Trainer. This location is in the Washington state. It's it's a 93-mile loop. I know that sounds like a lot, but... You don't have to do all 93 miles. You can do like a mile, two miles, three, or you can do all 93. Um, day, like the amount of days this might take would be seven to 14. Seven is like the people who are just speed walking through it. They want to get it done. You know, the avid fast. mall walkers and whatnot. And I mean, any any range from there. Um, the uh, There's a lot of attention grabbers at this place. Uh such as the 14,410-foot summit, which is a volcano, I might add, an active volcano. That's right. You guys are hiking around a volcano. You guys are living on the edge, living dangerously, living life to the fullest. Man, I'm just talking to talk right now. Yeah, you are. You like to say words. (laughs) I mean, I like it when you talk, though. I feel like I talk Um, a lot. The active volcano rises like an island. It looks really cool in the pictures. Like, when you guys go to this website that we're going to put on there, it looks really cool. Of course, like Kessler said, it's a professional photographer, but it But that doesn't mean you can't really take cool. great pictures yourself. Um, take a take a camera with There's you. a lot of clouds and evergreens that, like, I like look clouds. amazing. I mean, honestly, this this place is really awesome. And I love I clouds. I mean, if we get big enough one day, we'll go to all these places. Well, we're definitely going to go all At least into the United States. No, no we're going to go States. to every place in the all world. All right, Kessler, what do you got? Uh, for the first one, we're not doing a ranking system, but for the first one that I have, I have the Bay of Fires. Bay of Fires? That sounds awesome. Yeah, it, it looks pretty beautiful. Um, it's in Tasmania, Australia. Australia. Fun fact, that's where the Tasmanian Devil's from. I think the Tasmanian Devil's from um, that one little island. What? Yeah, I don't think he's from Australia. I'm talking about the real Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, I don't think he's from there. Not the cartoon. No, I know what you're talking about, but I don't think it's from there. I think it is. I think it's from a little island. It starts with like an M or something like that. Madagascar. There you go. I think that's where the Tasmanian. No way. Well, that, that's not the point. All right, okay. we'll look it up and we'll 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 yeah. give you guys a little extra thing in the um. But look, it's sixty miles. Quick trip, four days. Best time to go is October to May. This hike takes you to endless beaches of white sand, boulders covered in blood red lichen, and 
It's alongside turquoise water. Turquoise water. Turquoise water. Uh, you can only do it with awesome. a. You can only do the hike with a guided trip, but Aww. I mean, it looks it looks extremely beautiful, and it's something that like you don't even have to be super experienced to go do. That seems pretty cool. I w- I would like to do that. That'd be awesome. Um, my computer's wanting to die now, so that's nice. Oh, good thing we got it plugged in. No, not not the one that we're running the podcast oh, on, little, but the one uh, that I have the research on, which is gotcha. Kind of cool. Well, at least that's the one that doesn't matter. Yeah. So at least you guys can still hear. <laughs> um, are you done? Is that all you got? You that, got well, I thought we were alternating. I know you got to give me a signal. Okay, and give me a signal. Come on now. Come on. There you go. That's a good signal. All right. The next one that I've got is the. I'm gonna butcher this name, and I apologize for everybody who is actually from this place. Tulumne Meadows in the Yosemite Valley in Yosemite. Um, the location is in California. Uh, the length of this trail is 28 miles, one way. That's right. You do it all. You don't come back. No, I'm just messing so you with dive. You. No, I'm just messing with you. It's not a loop. It's just a kind of like a straight line. Okay, and you probably gotta find like a ride back or something. Yeah, like that. or you know you can walk back. Anyways. Um, the days on the trail would probably be two to five. It's a quick trip, not too bad. Um, I mean, Yosemite, if anybody has actually ever been to Yosemite National Park, it's really pretty, it's really cool, and it's well known for its rock climbing and whatnot, but there is a really nice place, and I'm not going to say the name again because I butchered <laughs> it the first time. If you want to know more about rock climbing, you got to go to the Indian Trail Boys, uh, the Art of Amateur Rock Climbing. Those are our brothers. doesn't exist, yeah, actually. Well, actually, yeah, they're not real people, and there is no podcast called that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, for all like everybody who's actually been to Yosemite, it's really nice and it's really fun to like go there and like climb. Like I love rock climbing; it's fun. Like it's fun to do. Um, but this place is really, really nice. I mean, you guys can, if you guys can actually know the name, send, email it to us because I really want to know how to say let, it. Yeah, let us know how to say it. It's like two old loom. That's in the United States too, right? Yeah, it's in and California. You still can't say the name no, of it. Yeah, I know. It's T U O L U M N E. Yeah, I don't want to try to say it either. I don't know how to say it either. What do you got? Next, I've got the Tour de Mont Blanc. That sounds like a French it is. bicycle. Actually, though, it's France, Italy, and Switzerland. 105 miles. It's around 10 days. Best time to go is any time from July to mid-September. And awesome. it gives you the chance to hike through three countries, and you get to trek through mountain passes, alpine meadows, and glacial valleys at the base of the highest mountain in Western Dude, Europe. Could you imagine hiking through three Countries. Yeah, I can imagine hiking through three countries because you can. Three countries. That would be amazing. Yeah, right here. Especially those Tour countries. Blanc. Especially those countries. Those countries are really pretty. I've always wanted to go to like Italy and stuff like that. I've also wanted to go to Australia, but Italy would be nice. <laughs> um, yeah. You done? Yeah, that was it. I'm going oh. to need a signal. <laughs> Sorry. I'm joking. I Anyways. <laughs> I forgot to throw the signal. The next one I have is the Thoroughfare in Yellowstone. Um, this place is Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho. That's right. You got three countries. I got three states. Boom. Throw it back at you. <laughs> um, the length is 68 miles one way via nine-mile trailhead through the Thoroughfare patrol cabin to southbound South Boundary Trailhead. That's a mouthful to say. That is a whole lot of words. I think that um, before we hike through three countries... We gotta start off, and we gotta hike through three states. But before we hike through three states, we gotta hike through one state. Yeah, and then but we gotta hike we through that. We gotta hike through a county. A county. And then yeah. Before that, because we have to get our, our permits. A park. Yeah. We gotta start a park. Before that, just down the street. Before that, just to the bathroom and back to the bed, <laughs> or to the or to the kitchen. I, mean, I think we could do this forever. <laughs> um, the 
the length of this trail is 7 to 14 days, so it's kind of lengthy, but I mean, it's really, really cool. The thoroughfare is a general term for the most remote region of massive Yellowstone National Park. Its depths at its depths is the point in the continental U.S. that is the farthest away from any dirt road or pa- dirt, sorry, road, dirt, or paved. Sorry, I couldn't couldn't read right now. <laughs> um, it's not it's not surprised that it's the last corner, like of the like what was once known as the American Wilderness, I guess. But true to its name, the area is where the Yellowstone River bursts down from the high. Where it bursts Ab- down. Absaroka Range. I can't read today. This sounds, is just, sounds violent. Got some raunchy, not raunchy, long words. I'm just going to say long words. Sorry, guys. Um, There's a lot of wildlife in this hike, which is really cool because you can see, like, deers, bears, stuff like that. But remember, go back to the last one where we failed the quiz. Don't <laughs> mess with bears. All right, Kessler, what do you got for us? Uh, go ahead and cover another one. My computer just died. Okay, I got you. Um, the fourth one that I got is the North Coast Route in Olympic. Um, this is in the Washington State. Its length is 20 miles from Lake Ozette to Rialto Beach. Ooh, you're going from a lake to a beach. That'd be awesome. The days on the trail is 2 to 4. Um, it's the dream state of a rainforest at the far northwest corner of Washington Olympic National Park. It takes place in an cr- incredible range of ecosystems starting at the edge of the Pacific and rising all the way to the high alpine glaciers of 7,980-foot Mount Olympus. That's right. Where Zeus, where Hades, where Athena, where all the gods of the Olympics are. I think those that's in Greece. Oh. You know what? I think you're right. Then who's on this mountain? I don't know. I've never been Michael there. Phelps. <laughs> the, the little Olympians? The little little bitty Olympians? You got the, you got, I don't even know what to say to that. You got the Olympic gods and you got the little Olympians. <laughs> um, while Kessler's still trying to get his computer up, I'm going to continue on with the fifth one. Um, this one is called Mount Sterling. It's a loop in the Great Smoky Mountains. Um, this is North Carolina and Tennessee. It's a 28-mile loop. And it's a four-day hike. That's right. There's no two to four. There's no seven to four. It's just four. That's right. I went backwards on you on that one. (laughs) Um, It's probably the most visited property in the national park system. The Great Smoky Mountains National Park follows the backbone of that ancient mountain range along the borders of the Tennessee and North Carolina. It's a paradise of hidden valleys and mountaintops with wide panoramas, including 6,643-foot Klingman's Dome. I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds pretty cool. You ever? It's like Hangman. Hangman. You ever played Hangman? Yeah, I played Hangman once or twice. I love Hangman. Hangman's a good. Hangman's a good game. Are you up yet? Um, uh, no, I'm actually not. Oh, so goodness. just keep going. Gracious. I'm sorry, guys. I'm at six now. I've That's got five happened. more to go, and then we're just awkwardly sitting here. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't charge your uh, your laptop. This your one, research laptop. This one seems pretty cool. It's called the Maze of the Canyonlands. Not Candylands. Canyonlands. Candyland would be pretty cool. Could you imagine hiking in a Canyonland? Be dangerous. It's called Candyland. No, Canyonland. Oh, Canyonland. It's not called Canyonland. <laughs> I thought it was called Candyland. No, I'm saying, could you imagine hiking through Candyland, like being the little game pieces hiking through there? That'd be dangerous. You get sick real fast. A lot of candy. I don't know if you guys have ever uh, watched uh, Mr. Tim. Mr. Tim. By uh, Julian Smith. But shout uh, out Julian Smith. Very it, funny guy. I hope you watch too. <laughs> <laughs> but in uh, in one of his episodes, he's talking about like uh, the Candy Mountain is yeah. actually made out of ice cream, and that's not candy. And he's like, I wonder what they're doing up there. I wonder what they're doing. Up that there. actually makes you think. What are they doing up there? That's not candy. Hmm. That's ice what cream. What are they doing up there? Sledding. Anyways, um, the location of the maze in Canyonland is Utah. 
what a place to be. Utah. Utah. <laughs> hey, man, Utah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, the length is about 20 to 80 plus mile loop. Um, the like the length of this is 3 to 12 days. I mean, but it could be more considering the fact that it is 30 to 80 plus. So, I mean, you could continue going to where it's like 100 or just keep going and stuff like that. Um, the National Park is a place to place to wander wander a bit sorry not wander wander um this is for more like avid backpackers to test your navigation skills for all of you that are using maps and compasses and whatnot um you can leave the easy mark trails behind this is a no this is no hike for the faint-hearted which means that it is rough means you're going through zigzags and loops and whatnot it's eight it's almost 80 miles like it's 80 plus miles people love it crazy um Honestly, this one would be really fun to do because you're hiking basically through a canyon, like the Grand Canyon and stuff like that. That'd be pretty fun to hike through. What what you think? I think so. Uh, I want to hike through the Grand Canyon. Backpacking trip, hiking through the Grand Canyon. Check. All right, I'm up. I'm ready to go. All right, because I I'm just got to, to number seven. You're going to have to pick up the pace <laughs> a little bit. You're going to just go through. I'm so what, I'm on ready. number three right Jesus. now? Jesus, yeah, you are. Okay, so for number three on the Around the World Destinations, I've got Logavagurin. Sorry, repeat that. Lagavagurin Trail. Lagavagurin <laughs> Trail in Iceland. It's an Iceland destination. It's about 34 miles, 55 kilometers, four-day hike. Difficulty labeled as intermediate. When do you want to go? Between June and September. Why, though? Um. Well, because it's warmer. Fun fact. Fun fact. Iceland is green. And, and Greenland, Greenland is, is ice. ice. Yes. Why? I think that's a fun fact that everyone knows why nowadays. Why is that a thing, though? I know, but why is that a thing? Why not just make them both? Why not just make Greenland green and Iceland ice? I don't know, man. I don't name continents. People are like, so. <laughs> we're gonna. That's not mess a con- with these. That's not a continent. These people are gonna be like, people are gonna be like, huh? That Greenland was green, didn't you? Nope, it's ass. Um, it's one of gotcha. the few routes that offer pure, unadulterated wilderness, passing through desolate valleys, cascading waterfalls, glaciers, and volcanic landscapes that will make you think you might actually be on a different planet. That's why I go backpacking. Different planet. To pretend like I'm on a different planet. Like, we, we'd be walking and they're like, all right, I'm on Earth. And then, like, take two steps further and we'll be like, oh, snap, we have Mars. Yep. How'd this happen? How did we get here? How did we get here? I like it. Then we take two but, steps backward and we're on Pluto. Like, we were just on Earth <laughs> two steps backward. Now we're on Pluto. Like, our, our minds are just being blown right and now. And now we're dead because there's no oxygen. Yeah, now we're dead. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Next one, number four, the Queen Charlotte Track. In New Zealand. That sounds awesome. I uh, run tracks. So that sounds cool. Well, it's 44 miles. Oh. Uh, takes four days. Easy to moderate. Uh, you can go year-round on this one, so that's a plus. This South Island trek between the Marlboro... It's like Marlboro, Marlboro? but it's not, it's not the cigarette company. Marlboro in New Zealand. Hmm. Sounds is considered one of New Zealand's most popular tramping tracks. The path itself is well-maintained with only minor climbs, but offers skyline ridges. It's a wonderland for those interested in New Zealand's greenery, offering access to the lush beach forest, Nikau palm groves, and other native foliage. Yeah, that seems pretty cool. All these places sound amazing, honestly. Yeah. And we're probably never going to get to go to these Why places. be that pessimistic? I know. <laughs> so number five, we've got the Joe Mulhari Trek. Oh, I know Joe. In, he's, he's a good guy. In a Bhutan. Oh, I know a Bhutan too. Do you really? No. Oh. You mean you can't confuse me with these sort of things? I know a 
Um, it's up to 66 miles, 106 kilometers. That's 8 to 12 days. Difficulties labeled as strenuous. When to go? April, May, October, November. Those are like four completely yeah, different months. really weird Except months. for October, November yeah. and April and May. So you either go in the, I guess, like you close to winter. You can go in the summer or fall. Spring. Okay, whatever. Spring or f- spring I consider or fall. April spring. Okay, spring or fall. Sorry. And I consider October... Winter, no October, fall, November, winter. Nah. I, I, I December, no. January, February is winter. Whatever. November, October, fall. September, October, November, fall. Um, it is a sacred mountain in the Himalayas that borders Tibet, China, and Bhutan. The trek, which generally requires a guide, travels across remote valleys and high mountain passes. But some of the most re- remarkable sites are of the traditional Buddhist and Himalayan cultures. To all you people in Florida and California who don't know what winter and fall is. You're just in summer 24-7. It's like a summer and then like a colder it's, summer. It's like a really cold summer with like this white stuff that just falls out of the <laughs> sky and makes everything awful. Hell. Yeah. And everyone hates their lives. Yeah, really. Because it's is cold why, and it's rainy and it's cold and snowy and then it's hard to Which is why it costs in. so much to live where you guys live. Yeah. So uh, be thankful that you can afford to live there and that you do live there and you don't have to deal with any of this garbage. So what am I on, number six? Yep. (laughs) The Inca Trail to Machu Picchu. Wow, that sounds like an awesome name. I'm going to name my kid Inca. Inca? I'm going to name my kid Trail. Uh, Not Machu Picchu? No, I'm just going to name him Trail. That's my dog. Trail ball. I'm going to name my dog Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu? Come here, Machu Picchu. Uh, That's in Peru. It's 30 miles, four days, moderate to strenuous. When to go, May or August, or May May to August. May or August. The Inca Trail is based on the network of stone-paved roads created by the ancient Incas and actually comprises three overlapping routes varying in length and level of difficulty. So they're located in the Andes. The trail passes through fog, forest, alpine tundra, prehistoric stonework. Hopefully you'll get to see some llamas and leads finally to the famed ruins of Machu Picchu. Dude. There's llamas, man. I want to see a llama so badly on a hiking trail. There's llamas. That would be amazing. Going backpacking and just like, oh, snap, there's a bear. Oh, there's a deer. No, there's a llama. It's a llama, llama over there. Like, what'd you see? Oh, I saw a bear. Oh, that's cool. What'd you see? I saw a llama, bro. You know how, you know how much it would suck to get like killed by a llama? You know how weird it would be to Pe- get killed by a there's llama? There's people who've been killed by llamas oh, before. Oh, I bet. Man. Those things charge at you, and you're done for. Done. A little headbutt. Whack! So number seven, this one's going to catch me up with you. Finally. It's the Dingle Way. Yeah. I'm going to need a little more. Take your Dingle to the Dingle Way. All right, let's go. It's located in Ireland, 112 Ooh, miles, Ireland. about nine days. Lebanon is moderate. When do you want to go? You can go year-round through, like, heavy rain and sleet can occur between November and February, so you might want to think about that. Um, Ireland has over 30 long-distance, well-serviced walking trails, but the diversity of the Dingle Peninsula's landscape is what makes it an especially remarkable choice. The path travels from one lively village to the next, passing through golden beaches, rugged cliffs, dusty plains, evergreen forests, stone ruins, and fields that are greener than you even thought possible. That sounds like you're That's their words, not mine. That sounds like you're literally just walking around the world. Sounds like you're having an orgasm on a trail. Sounds awesome. All right, now that we're... All caught up from Mr. Kessler on the world side. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go over to the U.S. side. We got three more. We got three more. Um, the next one that I have is the Cottonwood slash Marble Canyon Loop in Death Valley. Now, for all of you who don't know what Death Valley is, you don't actually die in Death Valley. I mean, you could die in Death Valley, but this is a place in California. You could also die in Life Valley. Yeah, you can die in any valley. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, the length is about 32 miles. It's a loop around, so you're just basically just walking in a big circle. Um, it takes about three to five days to conti- to 
finish the trail. Of course, you don't have to go all 32 miles. Yeah, all these trails, you don't have to walk the whole thing. You don't have to walk all the whole thing. Um, The vast desert region often gets a short shrift because, you know, it's a desert region. Who wants to walk in the desert? You see a mirage here and a camel there. I think you only start seeing mirages once you're, like, completely dehydrated and starving, though. Or, you know, you just see mirages. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how they work. Um, This is famed for its inhospitable 3.4 million acre preserve of Mojave that contains the lowest elevation point in the continent, 282 feet below sea level. You guys are breathing so heavy after that. Hold on. So you're saying one of the best places to go backpacking is through the most inhospitable places? Hence Death Valley. In the United- but hold on. But how how, how is that? One See, of your best places to go. I really don't know. I feel like because it's like really nice, like the picture they got on here is very beautiful, but I feel like it's just a trap. It's just trapping you. Like like have y'all seen the mummy or like Indiana Jones or something like that? That's what's gonna happen to you. You're gonna like fall into this hole, you're gonna find this big cave, and fifteen minutes later you're gonna be running away from big rock. I mean, that's what this place running is. Running away from a big rock? Yeah, you ever seen Indiana Jones? Oh. Dun, 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 I feel like that's more like in like the Machu Picchu ruins or something like that, not in Death Valley. Yeah, but you don't know that. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I've never been there. <laughs> All right, what you got? Next one I have is Lukla to Everest Base Camp in Nepal. Lukla to Everest. Now it's 70 miles, about 16 days, labeled as moderate. Best time to go is March to May and then September to December. Uh, you don't have to summit Mount Everest to take it in its absurd beauty, and this journey through Nepal's Kumbu district to the base camp is a very great way to do it. The loop gives you views of four of the highest peaks in the world, Everest, Lhotse, Makalu, and Chouoyu. I'm sorry if I didn't say any of those. I know those all right. those guys. Those are my, those are my buddies. The only one I think out. I said right was Everest. We play darts. And offers a satisfying blend of natural and cultural sightseeing, taking you past glaciers, Rivers, swing bridges, prayer wheels, and Buddhist monasteries, and stopping nightly at friendly Sherpa villages. See, that's cool. Meeting people while you're backpacking would be cool. Going to a Buddhist monk temple would be awesome. Hell yeah, man. I want to hang out with all the Sherpas. Of course, you got to be like quiet and stuff. I bought my I girlfriend really... a Sherpa for her birthday. I can tell them that. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought up glaciers because my next thing is called the Brown Pass in Glacier. Glacier where? In Montana. Hold on. There's glaciers in Montana? Hold on, and I'll tell you all about it. Okay. Um, this I'm going to sit here and listen. 39-mile hike. It's a one, one way from Quinta, Quintla, well, Quintla wait, Lake. Goodness gracious, can't speak today. To Bowman Lake. Um, Isn't Quinoa like couscous? No, no. Quintla. Oh. Not Quinoa. My bad. Saturday. My, hey, my bad, man. Um, the trail takes about three days to complete. This is a really beautiful place because these mountains were carved out by glaciers. Mm-hmm. From the last ice age, um, these mounds were carved out by receding glaciers, which means that sheets of ice fell so deep that it just kept carving and carving and eroding that rock away and made these really, really cool mountains. That's um, pretty cool. That's in Montana? It's tucked away in the northwest section of the park. The backpacking trips trip joins Quintla Lake, located far west entrance via the 40 mile drive down the dirt roads so you, need you gotta to stay drive away from 40 that miles <laughs> I know Kintla 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 um along the way you can see a bunch of traverse quiet shores um like off the off the sides of your a lot of good stuff a lot of good stuff a lot, a lot of good cool stuff. stuff I mean you're seeing mountains carved off by glaciers glaciers but you're not seeing from glaciers from the ice age like you're going like to where Sid and that other mammoth and the 
Sid and Nancy. Sabretooth dude was from like an Ice Age. The movie. Sid and Nancy. Shout out Ray Romano. <laughs> My turn. <laughs> Number nine. We got the Overland Track in Australia. Dang. Here we go with that track again. What is it, like 110 miles or something like that? Uh, it's 50 miles. Oh, Five to six close. days, easy to moderate, best time to go, October or May. The Overland Track is one of Australia's most famous bushwalks, making the Tasmanian wilderness just a tad more accessible. The track extends from Cradle Mountain to Lake St. Clair, Australia's deepest freshwater lake, mm. passing wild rivers, alpine plains, glassy tarns, temperate rainforest, and craggy, not crabby, craggy mountains. Craggy sounds like a guy that just doesn't like anything. Oh, what's his name? Oh, he's Craggy. I think you're thinking of Crabby though, which nope. is also a guy who doesn't like anything. Yeah, but like, what's what's his problem? Oh, he's he's Crabby, patties. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Crabby patties, SpongeBob. SpongeBob is going off air. No, that's not true. Don't say that to all these people. They had that hoax back in 2015 or something like that. To I'm where sorry, they said I just they had were to I just off. had to participate a little bit in fake news. It's not true, not true. Um, number but, ten for the United States. Number ten for the United States. Actually, it's number nine. How? Because you caught up to seven and I was already oh, okay. on seven. Gotcha. So number yeah. nine for the United States. Number nine States. for the United States is actually something that I kind of want to go to. It's Colorado. I want to go to all these places. The Grand Loop in the Rocky Mountains. Um, it's in Colorado. It's a 45-mile loop. It takes 37 days to complete. Um, it's tough to choose just one classic backpacking trip in their ever-popular park, which straddles the continental divide and preserves the heart of the lower 48's longest mountain range. But this trip gets into the heart of the place, starting in the in, starting and ending in the popular tourist spots, but soon losing the crowds as it climbs into a silent nooks and wide-open expanses of the high country. I've always wanted to go to Colorado to visit the um, Rocky Mountains. I've, like... I've been to the Smoky Mountains. But you haven't been to the Rocky I haven't been ones. to the Rocky Mountains. Smoky Mountains aren't rocky. They're just smoky. smoky. They're just smoky. Like, all black and whatnot. Like, Smoky the Bear. That's where he lives. Rocky the Bear. <laughs> rocky Balboa lives in the Rocky Mountains. All right, what you got? And last, but certainly not least, I've got Gunung Rinjani. Gunung Rinjani. This is in Indonesia. It's 14 miles, but it's three to four days, and it's labeled as strenuous. <laughs> Best time to go is between May and October. Only the bravest souls take on Mount Rinjani, an active volcano, and at 12,224 feet above <clears throat> sea level, Indonesia's second highest, the summit requires a guide and even then is still sometimes deemed too unsafe, but there's always the alternate, less strenuous route to the crater rim, which still gives the best views of the cone, which I guess is what a part of a volca- volcano. Like a giant like traffic cone, or you see a big No, no, cone? it's a cone of the volcano, but oh. I don't know much about volcano. Vol- vol- Mine's Keen Light, yours is Volcano. (laughs) Yeah, I can't say that word. (laughs) Uh, Which looks like a miniature volcano surrounded by a lake. Nice, nice. But it's a pretty hard trip. It's super high above sea level. And I guess uh, with the volcano, it's always smoking. high elevation, meaning that you can't really breathe a lot. But but you also have the Smoky Volcano. Yeah. Smoky the Volcano. Like Smoky Smoky the Volcano. Smoky Mountain, Smoky the Bear. All right, the last one that I have for the U.S., which I mean... Certainly not least. I mean, you can't can't say it's the last one in the U.S. because there's like thousands. Oh, there's there's way more than um, what we've named today. This is the Atlanta River to Noatak. The river. This is called River and Gates of the Arctic. This is in Alaska. This is 30 miles one way, and you have to be air shuttled to it. So that means you get in a helicopter and you go around it, and then you get to see everything all beautiful in Alaska and whatnot. And you get shuttled down, and you just get to walk. Um, it's about a seven day trip seven day trail it's truly wild lands if 
for those of you folks going through weeds and jumping rivers and whatnot, this is the place for you. It's deep in the Brooks rain, Range in the land of the Midnight Sun. This place sounds the awesome. The land of the Midnight That's Sun? That's what I'm saying. Alaskans got some cool names. That's what um, I need to be, the, the land point, of the Midnight Sun. 8.4 million acre gates of the Arctic National Park has no roads and no real trails to speak of. You're literally making your own trails in this one. Really? You just walk around. You're having a good time and all these... Just, and then all of a sudden you're lost. All of a sudden you're lost. But, but... But what? You're air traveled. You're air traffic. So you just like give a little signal. I'm over here. I'm over here. Shoot a flare. Anyways. Do they um, give you the flares? This this place truly belongs to the wildlife. Brown bears scavenge the tundra for food. Packs of wolves hunt down big and small game. Like don't, like backpackers. Yeah, like backpackers. Don't let that scare you guys. Just be safe. Be careful. Like be cautious and whatnot. And keep your place, flares on you. Yeah, keep your flares because that'll kill. That'll that'll scare a couple things. Scare me. Scare me too. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's ten of the coolest places in the U.S. according to. National Geographic. Yep, and Shout you guys got 10 of, of the coolest places in the world to also go trek. Let us know. Send us an email. Let, let us know if you've been to any of these places. Let us know let, if you guys have found any places that you think are cooler. Yeah, let us yeah. know where you guys want to go. Um, And I think now it's time to head on over to the this second weekend, part. This weekend, backpacking, ladies and gentlemen, where we're going to put Kessler to the test and see if he's an actual backpacker at heart. Let's see if I can pass. I hope he does. And maybe like, maybe I can move up to the art of moderately amateur eh, backpacking. We'll see. We'll see. All right, guys. Stick around. We'll be back in a few minutes. And welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Backpacking. I'm still Kessler, and I'm I still, still got Bryce, Bryce with me. Bryce. That's me. Bryce. Me. And uh, which quiz are we doing? We're going to... We're going to test your knowledge a little bit with the ultimate ultralight backpacking quiz. I love to prove that I'm an ultralight backpacker. Ultralight backpacker? Are you? Or that I'm not an ultralight backpacker either way. All right. To begin with the first question. Before we start this, I want you guys to comment down below. Just send us an email or something like that before you guys, I mean, might have listened to it or something like that. I want you to pause it right now. Actually, I want you to pause it when I get done with this and... <laughs> Yeah, you Tell us what, the, what you're gonna say. How much? How many questions do you think Kessler's gonna get? How many right? questions is it? I don't know. Okay. I want you to tell us the percentage you think Kessler's gonna get right out of ten. We'll go through. We'll go to ten. I'm pretty sure there's a lot more than ten, but we'll just go to ten for you guys. Okay. Okay. I want you guys to pause it right now and do what I just and said. Let us know. Comment. All right. Question numero uno: How much weight does a traditional backpacker carry? Normally carry. Is it A, one-third of the body weight, B, one-half of the body weight, or C, two-thirds of the body weight? I'm going to say A, one-third of the body weight. A, one-third of the body weight. Is he correct? He is! That's right. One down for the Kessler man. That's right. You guys better not be going against me. I better have everyone's full support. Question number two. How much weight does an ultra-light backpacker normally carry? Is it A, between one-fourth and one-third of the body weight? Is it B, between one-fifth and one-seventh of the body weight? Or is it C, between one-half and one-third of the body weight? Uh, I'm going to say A again. He's saying one-fourth and one-third. Yep. 
He is incorrect, is ladies it and gentlemen. It is one fifth yeah. and one seventh. One fifth of the body just weight. sounded super light. I know, but it's like, ultra it's ultra light backpacking. Number three, what is the ideal way of saving money with ultralight backpacking? Is it A, rent all backpacking items, B, borrow from other people, or C, make your own items? Okay, um, as I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking it's either B or C, um, because I think renting, you're spending money. Yes. Uh, So you're either going to make or you're going to borrow. I think with ultralight, I think I think they're also into making things, so I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say making things. All right, he's going with C. Make your own items. Is he correct? He is correct. That's right. He is two for three. I knew those ultra light backpackers. I knew they were into some make your own some items, shit. tent, stove, and backpack. To do so, you can use the internet websites devoted to do-it-yourself ultra light backpacking. All right, all right. What's next? Keep them coming. Number four. What is the major cause of hiking-related injuries, such as falling? tripping or twisting an ankle i bet it's a heavy backpack is it a fatigue b body fat or c over exercising hmm. these are good frankly i think it's fatigue that's why i'm gonna say, I'm gonna say fatigue fatigue i just dropped my phone is it correct it is correct fatigue is a major cause of hiking related injuries and the weight of your backpack contributes to the fatigue in a big way so you had a little bit you had a little bit of a answer going there for a second because it's yeah. say the backpack a heavy a, backpack will cause more fatigue what am i three for four you're three for four question number five if you are able to decrease the weight of your backpack by 50 percent by what margin can you normally increase your traveling distance 30 percent 50 percent or 70 percent i think if you can decrease the weight of your backpack by a whole 50 percent you're probably going to get a big increase in numbers so I'm, I'm gonna shoot for the 70 percent all right ladies and gentlemen we're talking big numbers is here. Is he correct? He oh, is. he is not. Was it 50? It is 50%. 50%, yeah. It has been found that backpackers who cut the weight of their backpacks by half are able to increase the distance traveled by 50%. That, that, I, it just felt too easy. I know. Decrease 50%, increase 50%. So I, I went with the, the higher number. You're still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Question number better, six. Buddy. What should you use to store first aid items while keeping the weight of the backpack down? A, an old shirt. B, a canvas bag, or C, a zippered plastic bag? Well, I think a, a canvas bag would be pretty heavy. Canvas sounds like a lot of material. Um, Old shirt, that is, I feel like an old shirt would weigh more than a Ziploc bag. I would say a Ziploc bag. I'm going to say that because the backpacker in me, I'm saying that's waterproof. All right, Ziploc bag, is he correct? He is correct. Yeah, that just sounds like the best way to go, Using man. a zippered bag to store the first aid kit, ibuprofen, adhesive, bandages, antibacterial ointment, moleskin, tweezers, etc. This is the way to this is the way to keep the kit dry without adding any weight. That's, that's what I was I wasn't thinking from the ultralight standpoint, but from the backpacker standpoint. Alright, question number seven. How do people deal with the fever with fever while hiking in cold weather with minimal gear? Is it A using a wet layer of clothing? B, using a heavy blanket, or C, using thick layers of clothing. Before you answer this, I'm going to read it again. Okay. How do people deal with fever while hiking in cold weather with minimal gear? Is it A, wet layers of clothing, B, heavy blanket, or C, thick layers of clothing? Well, let's let's talk about this for a second. Break them down. 
Um, for A, for wet layers of clothing. I think that's stupid. I think that's a terrible idea. Now, why is that stupid, Kessler? Why would you want to walk around with wet clothes in the cold? There you go. That's just not going to make that's you feel That's why better. I had to repeat it. Um, the next one, a heavy blanket. That just ruins the whole point of backpacking with minimal gear. Yeah. So I'm just going to assume that you're not going to have a heavy blanket on you. So that just kind of leaves D, bundled up warm clothing. Well, you're wrong. It's C. Or C. Yeah, <laughs> There's only three questions. My bad. Three answers. I skipped. All right, using thick layers of clothing is his answers, ladies and gentlemen. And he is wrong. What is it? It is using a wet layer of clothing. What? It has been found that using a wet layer of clothing will ultimately reduce your body temperature. Remember, you had a fever. I know I had a fever, but just... I know, I know. Just thinking about walking around in the freezing cold... I mean, I guess it doesn't say freezing. It just says but in the cold with wet sick. layers, I feel like that's just going to cause me to get even more sick. I disagree but with see, that. I could kind of see where it's I coming did, from. No, Maybe I like a understand. wet bandana on a on the forehead or well, something no, like the that. The way I took it was like my see, shirt's wet. That's where my I was. Pants are that's wet. where I was thinking it too. But that's how I'm looking. Now that at I'm it. like kind of thinking about it, it, it makes a little. No, more yeah, sense. I, I understand the wet bandana thing. All I don't right. like that question. All right, number number eight. Almost said number three. Number eight, what is the ideal material for pots and pans when ultralight backpacking? Probably to have no pots or pans. Is it steel? Nope. Titanium mm. or thick plastic? It's either titanium or thick plastic. I don't know how heavy titanium is, though. I feel like titanium is pretty heavy. You think so? But then again, I feel like thick plastic could melt. Yeah, but I don't think they care about that. I think this is more like what's the lightest thing. Well, um, what is your answer? I'm going to say thick plastic, but if it's titanium, I'm going to kick myself in the balls because I think titanium might be kind of a light metal. All right. And the answer is, oh, it's titanium. Fuck. See, I knew it. Titanium is an <laughs> ideal material. It's much lighter than stainless steel or I plastic. I knew it. See, I, I knew I titanium thought, was a lighter I metal. I thought titanium was kind of heavy. You psych me out. I'm sorry. I Don't listen to no, me. I should have went with my gut. That's my fault. All right. Number nine. What is the ideal kind of cooking stove for ultralight backpacking? Light fuel stoves, liquid petroleum gas stoves, or canister stoves? No, I'm going to say light fuel stoves. Light fuel stoves? Hold on. What was the third one? Canister stoves. Canister. Canister stoves. Because the gas stoves and the light fuel, you're going to have to have a big can. I'm going to go with C. Canister stoves. Is he correct? Probably not. Stop with the pause. <laughs> you are correct. Sweet. The canister stoves are much smaller and lighter than liquid liquid fuel stoves, which, however, are more common among backpackers. I, I use canister stoves. And final question. Question number 10. This is for all the marbles. I honestly forgot how many you got right. I think I'm at, like, at least... I've missed three, at least. All right. Well, we're going to say... I say if I, if I get this, I'll get 70%. All right. What is the ideal kind of food for an ultralight backpacker? Calorie-dense food, starchy foods, or green veggies? Calorie-dense foods are sound heavy. Um, starchy foods, I think of potatoes. Potatoes are heavy. Green foods sound like they're, they will spoil, but if you're ultralight backpacking, I don't know how long these guys go on trips for. Neither do I, honestly. That's the thing. Like, I'm not an ultralight backpacker. You know, I'm not an ultralight backpacker. But think, think. All right, I'm, I'm kind of gonna give this to you because I'm thinking. I'm thinking on the long run. Think about backpacking. What do you need? Calories to continue. Calories. What is the ideal kind of food for ultralight backpacking? Calories. Calorie, Calorie dense, dense food. food. Calorie dense food. Starchy foods. Calorie dense green food. Veggies. Hey, 
You are correct. That's so right. Calorie dense <laughs> food gives you lots of energy without being too bulky. So since I got a seventy percent, I passed. I Guess get what? my official ultralight backpacking medal. I get to put it on my wall. Um, we're gonna we're gonna take a picture of that and put it on the Instagram so you guys can see it. My certification. Certification. Um, first we gotta make it, <laughs> um, which will probably take us a while to do. Well. I mean, honestly, it keeps going if you want to do a couple more questions, but if not, we can just wrap it up here. I think I think 10's pretty good. All right, we'll just wrap it up here. Um, For all of you I mean, guys... Let, let us know if you guys want to hear more quizzes. Let us know if you guys want us to continue this quiz. We can definitely keep doing that. I mean, on, a, yeah. on the next episode, we can just continue that quiz. It's pretty fun. But I don't or want to keep you guys do. here too long. We've already been... We're going on about 45 minutes now. Oh, goodness. So. All right. Um. Well, that was all we had for today. Kessler's a smarty smart smart on ultralight backpacking. That's pretty good for not knowing anything about ultralight backpacking. <laughs> um, we're excited to come back on schedule next week. We're sorry week. about losing that last Saturday, but that's alright. We're back on schedule. You guys got a little Friday episode, now you got a little Saturday episode. And then you gotta wait a whole week for the next yeah, Saturday. Yeah, don't get used to it. Um, <laughs> well, thanks for joining us for this thanks, week thanks for sticking thanks around for, while we were gone not giving up on us and coming back right when we came back thanks for being a part of the Indian Trail family um, quick well, shout out to all our guys out at Camp Easy and our guys at Aloha now Aloha now um, links remember, in the description give them a little give them a little give them a little taste of the Indian Trail boys see what they a little flavor a little flavor of the Indian Trail family see what they're getting into alright guys until next week I'm Kessler and I'm still Bryce we'll see you later later